On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, it's the Marvel superhero movies, and we're making the rules up as we go along, so it's Spider-Man, the Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and the Avengers films. Uh, maybe a little Guardians too. And yes, we forgot you, Ant-Man. Sorry, Paul Rudd. Uh, he doesn't care. He already has our money. And our hearts. Okay, so this is Nick. Hello. This is East. Yellow. This is Devin. Hey. I'm Brandon, and this is, uh, we're continuing our comic book month with more Marvel, uh, and this week we're going to nail every, everyone in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we are going to include, uh, even the predecessors to Spider-Man's introduction to the Marvel Universe. We're going to include those films, do a quick thought on them. We've got a lot of films to cover. And the other thing that we're going to do, just to tie our whole month together, is we, uh, we're going to do uh, in this in the final segment of this show, uh, as well as in the upcoming DC episode, um, a, a sh- basically a revisiting of all the films that preceded kind of both DC and Marvel's turning point, in our opinion, uh, in the film universes, which are Iron Man for Marvel and uh, The Dark Knight for for. Uh, for DC, which are both in in 2008. Now, the reason that we're gonna uh, we're gonna skip over Batman Begins on the DC one because, of course, it's a fantastic film and was very uh, instrumental in getting the ball rolling, getting DC back into the live action film game. But there was some other ones that came out that year. Needless to but say, but it did rattle the cages. Yep, absolutely. So, um, Marvel, gentlemen. Now we're all we're all pretty excited with the uh, you know with the impending uh, Captain America Civil War. We're all big fans of the Civil War storyline. Uh, it's we've now done two episodes on on Marvel this month, as well as our talk on Alan Moore. So we've been bouncing back and forth a little Marvel, a little DC, and now we're continuing on with the the Marvel trend. Um, do you guys just want to get right into it? Let's do it. Yeah, Go first. Wow, this is weird. Usually we have a little, nice little casual talk, but we're just getting to business. We're all business today. I want to get in them guts. I like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I guess we're kicking off then with, um, in many ways, kind of the the, the jump start to superheroes re-entering film in the early 2000s, you know, in a big way, the kind of archetype for all of the following films since 2000, which is 2002's Spider-Man. Uh-huh. I love this film. Sam Raimi brings all of his amazing qualities to the film, just the kind of uh, uh, malleable universe elements, borrowing, making uh, all kinds of Easter eggs and all kinds of uh, uh, little nods. And um, and also, he, he just hits all the right points with what? That was not me. That wasn't me. No, that's just like my stomach rumbling. I didn't even hear that. (laughs) It was very nice. Nick looked at me and I was like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for bringing the conversation to a halt. (laughs) That's my fucking job. Um, Okay, so Spider-Man, 
although aesthetically now maybe not as beautiful as it was in the early 2000s. I enjoyed it. I, I think it's, it, it's I a beautiful piece of work. I got I was literally taken out of school in elementary school to go see this film. Yeah. yeah. I remember telling every kid on the playground, like, this movie's out. Everybody's like, I'm going to go see it on the weekend. One Thursday rolls around. My cousin and her husband, now her now husband, rolls in, goes to the office. We could have just it. walked in, probably. Then it's just, they roll in. Yeah. They wanted to roll in. Yep. You got to make an entrance. Come on now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got to be cool about it. Well, yeah. Just be cool, man. Is the school cool. on fire? No. Stop, drop, and roll. And they pull me and my two brothers out of school. Nice. We stroll down to the we stroll down to the cinema mm. with a giant Spider-Man crawling across the roof. You could see it from the highway, and Excellent. the theater was empty, and we had it to ourselves, and it was yeah. incredible. I'm in heaven. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. See him swinging around, fighting the Green Goblin. Amazing casting. I gotta say, Jay Jonah is probably the best Jay Jonah. Oh, they, they can't you, you can't recast it. You can't recast they, it. He's petitioning to come back as Jay Jonah. Yeah, as he and he should. They yeah. should just do it. Yeah. Oh. There's nobody better. There's nobody better. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, just. And I just phenomenal. remember walking out of that theater like I was the first kid to see this movie. It's like the, being the first kid to see Star Wars like when it came out in the seventies. Like yeah, you were happy mm-hmm. as a pig and shit. You had one up on everybody. I went back to school the next day. I was a fucking king. <laughs> yeah, man. The casting, you're absolutely right, is just spectacular. Willem Dafoe is great. Um, I really like Tobey Maguire. Our first look at James Franco as a young Franco. James, as a young Franco's James Franco is great. Yep, mm-hmm. he played himself as as a young version of himself. <laughs> um, Actually, no, he's a whiny James Franco. No, no, he was great. I I really liked him. I. I I remember being a little bit apprehensive that they went with Mary Jane off the jump and, and, and kind of skewing the timeline. But I do understand the recognition factor for for it, you know. Um, At the time, I think it was just, let's get this movie out yeah, here. You and can't, let's, let's get the players and that. We want to make an impact. Yeah, you got to revisit the origin story, but you don't want to go all the way back to... But you know what? It was a good thing because it kind of reintroduced you to these characters. Yep. And then afterwards, it kind of like boosted you to like go and look up these guys and read up on like the storylines, and then you learn about the other characters and their story arcs. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we what we talked about in the uh, Alan Moore episode. When we were saying like it's it's actually really refreshing when you are a really big fan of a book or a comic book or whatever, uh, you know, something that's sourced from another medium, and then you come in and you're legitimately surprised. But you're also uh, there's a familiarity to it as well. Yeah, and you're you're relieved. Like, you, you know, you don't want to see a bunch of changes that all affect the story or the, the purpose of the film but or the character. But you, um, when you get something like this, it's mm-hmm. just it's so gratifying. Yeah. I, uh, I loved everything about the first Spider-Man except for the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, Nickelback? No, it wasn't even Nickelback. It was Nickelback on the was, first one. It was Chad well, Kruger was featuring Chad Kroger featuring Joel the... Z. Scott from uh, Saliva. Yeah, and his band was the guitar Jer- player from Theory of a Dead Man, the drummer to Our Lady Peace. Yeah, wasn't it also some Forty One? No, yeah, yeah some Forty One was on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. That's what we're all about. That's what we live for. Come yeah. on, shout it out. Yeah, and then uh, stuck in your head. Errol Smith okay. doing the Spider Man soundtrack. <laughs> if you say so, we're doing the, doing the Spider Man theme song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a good soundtrack, good movie. I'll forgive him. Good throwbacks to the original cartoon series, especially in the subway. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite Favorite scene, scenes. Let's do it. Favorite scene in the original Spider-Man, um, the scene um, with Green Goblin and him on top of the building. Yep. 
and he's got a, and he, they're having that conversation. Mm. It was right. It was almost like right out of the comic book. Mm. I thought. Yeah, it was great. It was shot like a comic book. It was very to get Sam Raimi to Spider Man. It was great because you watch Dark Man, you're like, fuck yeah. I know, right? First Sam Raimi film that like just affected me, you know, heavily because mm-hmm. it, it felt like Batman almost, but yeah. You know, a, a a Batman with no moral gray at yeah. all, just like I ah, kill everyone. And no matter it. and no matter how bad the visual effects are in that scene, when uh, you know Francis McDormand's like at the, at the funeral, yeah, and it just pans from her being in the hospital into the funeral, and yeah. just like that really bad green screen. <laughs> but it's just like the comic. It's ninety two or it's ninety. Ninety, yeah, yeah. In any case, uh, Devin, favorite scene from Spider Man Uno. Um, probably um. Just crazy Norman Osborn uh, first. Uh, like I just love Willem Dafoe being crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love him being crazy yeah. in everything. Those scenes in uh, um, when he's the detective in Boondock Saints, and he like puts on the headphones and is listening, you know, and solving the whole case while listening to like classical he's on, music. He's on his knees screaming, "It was a firefight!" Yeah, just he's <laughs> he's amazing in everything. Um, for me, I I really like. Um, I like the scenes where where Peter's first testing his powers, like where where it first becomes. You get that great montage that, uh, you know, obviously he's uh, he, he's having trouble acclimating to his powers, and um, and then you know he he starts testing it and he's going up the wall and all of these things. It's just it's so masterfully done because you realize how. That's totally what you would do. You'd be testing your limits. And we talked about, I can't remember what episode we talked about this in, but like you don't get to see that a lot with a lot of characters of this sort where they they have no idea and they almost take this very scientific approach to it, which is cool because it is in line with the character. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that sequence and, you know. Him, him finally, you know, like making the suit, all the all the kind of montage stuff that leads up to him becoming Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Probably my favorite part of the film. Just the biggest payoff, you know. And the Danny Elfman score. Danny Elfman. <laughs> yeah, true. You, yeah, yeah. I'd say my favorite would probably be just towards the end. The Goblin and him are having a talk. Like they're in the, like, the ruins. Mm-hmm. And the glider comes out from behind. Yeah. I mean, it impales the goblin. Just like in the comic. But, like, the helmet's yeah. off, and it's just this one glimpse where, like, Norman's humanity comes back. Don't tell Harry, and then just drops dead. And, like, that impacts Peter so hard, and you could see the progression of that impact throughout the films. Like, that one, like those those little words that he says to him, just don't tell Harry. Oh, let, him rem- let him remember me. It's pretty much like telling him, let him remember me as a father lack thereof if they were always arguing but still let him have like the good memories not like your father was the green goblin he killed a whole bunch of people yeah so remember me as the goblin no remember me as harry osborne yes the innovator right on okay um so fast forward now um to where are we here 2004 spider-man 2 this is my favorite of the series i think most people Alfred yep. Molina? Yeah, amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was uh, an incredible movie. There's actually a deleted scene. Willem Dafoe comes to the set, and he's got the Doc Ock arms on, and he's <laughs> doing the scene where he's trying to control like the substance. Yeah. And Molina just comes to like, who the f- 
fuck's on my set? And then he sees it's, it's well on the phone. And they, just hug, they, <laughs> they hug it out as like two bad guys. <laughs> it's pretty wicked. That's pretty it, it's fucking Spider-Man's rogue gallery on set like Sinister Six or something. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that was going to happen at one point. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were going to do it, but with that a piece of shit. But. Yeah. Sadly, no dice. Um yeah, I I love this film aesthetically. It's it's so good. It holds up completely. I remember um watching like uh even though it was out on DVD already, I was I, I bought like a, you know, like a bootleg version from one of those weird malls in like Scarborough or something mm-hmm. and being so excited to see this film because I didn't see it in theaters and I can't remember why. I I think I went to the theater for this one. Yeah. I, re- I remember going to the theater for one, and I remember going to the theater for three, which is oh, unfortunate. Sick. Oh, But man. for some reason, I didn't see two in the theater, and it, you know, which is heartbreaking for me because, I'm again, Spider-Man's the other of that trifecta of superheroes that I grew up with and was like you know, dead set on following, you know, right up until I was like 12, 13 years old, followed like every issue. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Don't tell any of the girls that I've dated, though, because I, I dated a comic book nerd. Um, they won't listen to any of this month's episodes, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's it's such a such a great movie. You, East in a previous episode, you talked about just the colors. And, yeah, yeah. It's just um, oh. this was the end of the sequel one villain almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You felt for Doc Ock, but the just how the colors are executed. And I think Sam Raimi does a great job in using using a lot of good yellows, a lot of reds, you know, properly. Yeah. Like the paneling in the comic without pulling an Ang Lee, yeah. like in Hulk, and butcher that beauty, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I just... Uh, there's one gripe I do have with Sam Raimi is the fact that Spider-Man takes his masks off more in the well, second. Every fucking hero. I know. Every it's fucking be, it's hero. becoming Batman. that way. Batman takes his mask off in every fucking Tim it's, Burton it's, film and every Schumacher film at some point. Uh-huh. And it's getting it's getting to the point Everyone. it's getting to the point where it's like okay leave your fucking mask on. You're, yeah. you're the only one who didn't take their mask they, off was uh was in Batman. He didn't take it off till he didn't get he got it ripped off in he Rises. Still, but he's what? You go to Dark Knight. It, watch. Oh, you're talking about the Christian Bale. The Christian Bale series. Yeah, but the first movie, he's he's without it for half the movie. Yeah. The thing is, all of the actors they want their faces seen. Like we talked about the same problem with V for Vendetta, which is how Hugo Weaving ended up being V. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like they. That's the only gripe I have. It's like superheroes wear masks for a reason. Yeah, but and Cal, unless you're Cal Urban. Yeah. yeah. But the only thing, like, yeah. but like, yes, I, like, I got no problems. And but that everybody Spider-Man fucking too. knows that's him. That's a hilarious part, and everyone brings that up as an example of like how it's supposed to be. And I'm very much hoping that Reynolds does that with the next Deadpool film. Yeah, maybe well, he, one or two scenes where he pulls the mask up just I, to freak someone out. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, that's something that has to be like. It's like you guys are fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. If your hero doesn't wear a mask, okay, you're not wearing a fucking mask, but like leave it on. Yeah, that's the only gripe I have with like. It's like, well, there goes his secret identity. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Other than that, I got nothing against Spider-Man Two. Out of, I'd say it's probably my favorite. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's almost like the, like it's. You feel for yeah. Doc Ock. Like you so feel for this man who loses the love of his life in an accident that he caused, and he's so pissed about it. Oh and yeah. He tries to fix it. Oh yeah. He and tries to like vindicate himself. Like, no, this fucking works. I'm going to do this. And 
we talked about this a little bit with Evil Dead East, if you recall. <laughs> Fantastic uh, hair situation there, by the way, sir. I ho- I'm going to put a video up just of your headphones falling off and you fixing it. Alfalfa? <laughs> Perfect. Just leave it. I'm going to. Please. I can't see it, so. Um, oh, it's amazing. Little rascals leave. <laughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> the He-Man Woman Haters Club? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get he- your soapbox ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dog, though, man. Oh, that's a great dog. Um, he he seems to catch his stride in with with the sequels. He's he seems to be the best with number twos: Evil Dead Two, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two. Why did I say that weird? Spider Man, Spider Man's Shoppers Drug Mart. What other sequels has he done? I don't know. I'm Evil just, Dead Two. Please don't call me out on that fact. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the. <laughs> we're all still waiting for the Quick and the Dead Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With an old age Sharon Stone. Yep. I could deal with that. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Uh, round of favorite scenes from uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. All of it. Yeah. The whole movie yeah. is my favorite scene. The hospital. Hospital? The hospital when Doc Ock wakes up and he's like, he can't see, but the arms are just doing everything. Oh. That one, there was one shot, it was like a horror shot where it's like, you see from the perspective of the claw, yeah, and it just scratches somebody's face. It's like, yes, yeah. I'm gonna go bank robbery. Um, uh, to Mary Jane, y- uh, not to Mary Jane, to Aunt to, May. To Aunt May, yeah. So Peter's there with Aunt May trying to get a loan, and uh, Doc Ock busts in, and 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 then Peter takes off. It's like, wow, your your kid. That's a brave. That's a brave kid you got there. You know, just like runs off, and the banker says, you know, snide remark, and then. Of course, Spider-Man shows up, and you have, like you said, that amazing climbing sequence with Aunt May, and mm-hmm. she's like, beautiful. She's got, like, she's at the old lady. Oh umbrella. yeah, she's. <laughs> she oh, is she is. It. Yeah, she's not taking this shit, man. <laughs> she's been through a lot. She lost her husband. She's gonna lose her house. Like I'm, like, I could take this shit from some freak. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. I don't she's care pissed, who you are. Pissed off old lady. Fantastic, fantastic. Devange. Um. Yeah. Probably the. Uh, I agree with East. I think the the hospital escape of uh, that was Nick. Nick. That was me. Oh, Nick. Yeah, I yeah. said the whole movie was my favorite scene. Yeah. Oh, well then, no, I don't. That's agree a cop out. <laughs> I agree. It's with a great movie. It's a pure cop out though, but it's, yeah, it's a valid. That was cop a real out. Tracy Morgan, Bruce Willis team up right there. That's what that was. I, I am on Kevin the Smith's downward the spiral. <laughs> I am on the fence though a little bit with the uh, inhibitor chip thing. Yeah, the whole like the arms. Controlling him, yeah, that's kind of goofy. I don't mm. know because they're AI, right? Yeah, yeah. It it enables this scene to happen. Yeah, but that you know. I so. just love the way that scene. Yeah, was you could just go crazy. Like, why yeah. does it? Why does it be anything other than I'm just I'm just upset. I'm really upset. Now. That. I, the only thing I have left is my work. They're talking to him too. His his, his arms are talking to yeah. him. Yeah. Also, the part in the uh, when he's when he's passed out with the arms going, it's a uh, it's very Evil Dead as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's, very, it's very quick shot. Very quick kills. You know, snapshots. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love you think like Love Ash him. would be in there like doing he, the surgery? Well, he, is, he is. Um. He has cameos in every single. I Raimi know, but Spider-Man. you figured he'd be the one with like the saw trying and to cut the Uncle arms Ben's off. car. As Brent brought up in another episode, Uncle Ben's car is it's the, the Oldsmobile. Yep. Yeah, cool. Fucking a. Yeah, fucking right. Never really noticed that. Yeah. Uncle Ben had some. Style. You were here for the panel. He said it on. I'm positive. That was a long time. That was many doobies ago. 
Okay, I I don't I yeah smoked it out. I I like the Doobie Brothers as well. Um, <laughs> Let's keep it PG here, boys. Yeah, I I've listened to their records a lot since then as well. Um, are we ready to move on? Absolutely, yeah, man. Okay, so do you have to touch on Spider Man Three? Well, yeah, they, we're they fucked up on one point, and it wasn't the second one because they set it up so good. J. Jonah Jameson's son's an astronaut. Yep. He could have came back with the fucking symbiote. Instead, it was a fucking meteorite. Mm. Give me a break. Yep. All right, that's all I got to say on that. Uh, let's continue on with the good shit. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, I get that. <laughs> I'm so happy I got that off my chest. Uh, yeah, there's there's too many problems. I want to keep this positive. Yeah. In all seriousness, on. Sandman looked amazing in, in number three, in Spider-Man. There was a lot of good shit in there. I, I can't... Uh, I can't say enough about the good things in in three. Now, Venom is not one of those things, and it's heartbreaking. To Topher me. Grace is not one of those things. Yeah, and it's it's literally like you know, it's just it's a it's it's a meatloaf that didn't work out. At least threw everything o- in a pan. No, it was put over, it, in the it, oven. Was, it was overcooked. At least, at least it at least it ended. Yes, at, at least a logical I, closing point. They didn't. Like, I think, like, I think Sam, for fucking four. No, like Sam Raimi had four in mind. I think it's just like he just said, "Fuck it." Like yeah. after after like this one was real badly received. Like we can't even go forward with like the fourth because mm-hmm. he wanted to put more villains in a storyline. He wanted to put more characters in it. He's like, it's not going to work. He wanted to put different villains in it. He wanted to make the Black Cat and the Vulture as one and the same. Mm. And well, it, it wouldn't work. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, that's, we'll never know. So, let's do it. Amazing Spider-Man. What's not to say about it? It was good. It was a good reboot. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the new design of the suit. Mm-hmm. I liked who they picked as Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Yeah, very much so. Very much enjoyed the casting. I like how there's no Mary Jane. Yes. Yep. Good choice. Great choice. And I like the fact that they brought in a Gwen Stacy. Because they've done it before. That, you know, mm-hmm. just a curious Knowing that they were going to kill her off. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. I, and... We'll get into it when we talk about the next one, but like the way they kill her is pretty much almost exactly in line. Yeah, it's pretty much in line with the comic. Very good. It uh, this one is an interesting film because uh, I I I often hear people either super supporting Andrew Garfield as Spider Man or um, complaining adamantly about him as Peter Parker. But I never hear the the inverse. Like I never hear people being like, "He's the greatest Peter Parker ever," or "He's a shitty Spider Man." It's very strange. It seems as though all of the people complaining about the film either are just removed from one side of his character's portrayal. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have that problem? Because I don't personally. I think it's you know he balances. He's a little too cool, maybe a little too like emo to be. I think he's. Like you know, he's got a cool haircut and shit. Like I don't think I don't see that kid being a loser, but maybe he smells bad or something. I don't know. No, <laughs> I, I agree. I, mean, I think it goes with the times. It's like it's not like like at the Saved by the Bell area what a geek is or anymore. It's like they don't have to fucking look the part. Like he has yeah. his attributes. He's not like well, he's not the, like the, the coolest kid in the fucking school, but he holds his own. He like he's probably just he treats himself just like a loner. An, he just treats himself like an outcast, and it's fine because kinda, like he can't really relate to people. Kind of okay. like a Marty McFly. Sort that's of. true. Yeah, yeah. That. that's kind of why I liked him because I could still kind of relate to him. He wasn't like a over the top nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just. Let's face it, man. He was just a. He was pretty much just a guy with a five dollar haircut. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I liked I liked Andrew Garfield all around as Peter Parker. I haven't had an issue with anybody really portraying I... both Peter Parker and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I like him better than Raimi. Uh, Raimi Spider Man. I like uh, Tobey Maguire. I like them way better. Yeah, Tobey Maguire wasn't really a wise cracking Spider Man. I agree. No, and this one, he he was a shit that steroids yeah. Spider Man, especially like he he toyed with his uh, his opponents. Mm-hmm. Yep, like and that ha- one guy in the car. He's in the back seat. It's like you really trying to steal a car? Yeah, just shit talking me. Yeah, smart mm-hmm. ass. He was a yeah. smart ass. Oh, absolutely. No, I like I like the film. I did. I I I was hopeful. You know, not my favorite ever Spider-Man anything, but it was up there for me in terms of the film. It's not going to beat number two. Great choice of villain. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Lizard. Try something new. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going straight for the head of the straight for the head, you don't have to have the Green Goblin necessarily. No. No. But I mean, a villain like the Lizard, especially first episode of the animated series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Connors. Throwback. I like it. It Mm It's nice. I respect that. It's great. Cool. And it falls in line with the whole mutant-inspired deal. Yeah. Because he's mutating a whole bunch of shit, so it works. Right on. I'll always hold it against this movie that it was a reboot that came... So close. Too, yeah, too soon, and and just plot-wise at a point where it's... Too like, soon? Like, yeah. yeah, it was pretty close. How many years apart was The Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Man 3? Four? Three? Yeah, something like that. Because uh, Amazing Spider-Man is, what, 2012? And then you have... Uh, Spider uh, Spider Man Three was uh, twenty uh, two thousand seven, so that's pretty close. Five years. It's, like it's the the, the sequel to Terminator was farther apart. And it just seems unnecessary. It's like you've literally just told this story. Like yeah. somebody somebody from a generation that was able to see the first one. Why would they go see it another, uh, again? If yeah. it's if it's you're, like you're you're. you're yeah, you're not rebooting eighty nine's Batman. Yeah, you're not uh, retelling. You know. The Great Gatsby or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then again, after the third Spider-Man, it needed a reboot. And it's it's a series that that you know that has a lot of content. That if you're going to be serializing these movies, you know, why wouldn't oh, we let it get to Venom? Why wouldn't this. we let it get? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, you're not. Well, one could say that after X-Men Three, it deserved a reboot. We've <laughs> we've discussed this. I'm yeah. just I'm just I'm just throwing that idea out there. You can do what you want with that information. Okay. I'm going to flush it down the fucking toilet. <laughs> it kind of did get a reboot, and then they just tried to cross over the chronology. I like Nick's point in the X-Men episode uh, that, you know, essentially it's the most loyal to the idea of a comic book film in the sense that you can borrow from different comic timelines, especially in the Marvel Universe, alternate universe stuff and so forth. But in any case, any final thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man? Overall, great casting. Great way to relaunch. A lot of potential. Yep. Tons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man part duh. Shit balls. Like, I, I love to hate this movie. Yeah, For I've sure. watched it a handful of times. I, I, it's it's like a guilty pleasure. I just think like the first... Jamie Foxx, like, you're not my friend? The first 40 minutes. I, I for, Like the first half of it, I'm like into it. And then after a while, it's like... Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I started falling out of it as soon as I saw... You know, Paul Giamatti as the rhino. What the yeah, fuck that's is like that a, shit? Yeah. Isn't that the last scene? No, oh, no it's, the, the, it's the beginning when yeah. he's like robbing the bank. I'm just like, you could have saved so much money if you gave me a nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a, or an up-and-comer. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah, it's irrelevant, the quality of the actor you that know? you have and for not two even that. He's short an over-the-top 
Oh yeah, he's just over the top. It's like you don't have to be over the fucking top. Plus, seeing a well, bald Giamatti, playing a giant rhino. Yeah, but at the same time, seeing a bald Paul Giamatti with tattoos all over himself, it's like, yeah, yeah he's that, played some bad guys. Before I know, but I'm not. I'm, I'm just not believing it. I'm, I'm like, I'm totally out of the realm of imagination here. Even the Green Goblin, the way they did it, I just don't believe it. Yeah, I love Spider Man. Like. I always wanted my best friend to be Spider-Man, you know, growing up. And this film's like, I just, I wouldn't even cross the street to meet this fucking guy. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why they just need to get another guy from Sideways. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, because Sandman, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and those two are actually partners in the comic book universe, Sandman and the Rhino. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a morning show. <laughs> Good morning. It's yeah, Sandman. You're listening to Sandman and the Rhino <laughs> on WK Yeah, there's not a lot to love. Like, why do they even have like a fucking tank full of eels just and like right under where he's working on some shit? And just everyone's being such a fucking douchebag to this poor guy, uh, to Jamie Foxx's character, which I realize is kind of a precursor to him being um, evil. Evil. However, um, that kind of uh, conduct is not allowed in any corporation of that size. Like, first thing he'd do, first time that guy fucking stepped to the line, he'd be in HR. Mm-hmm. And and while, you know, probably in all seriousness, probably wouldn't get anything done. That guy um, from the office would get a nice slap on the wrist, you know. And then this guy would be ridiculed for telling on him. You're not. Who cares? Who cares? All he has to do is fix shit that's hanging above eels. (laughs) So he doesn't have to talk to this guy. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is a bad choice. I don't know. The whole movie was a bad choice. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest here. Let's face it. You can't set the, the, the sinister sticks. You can't do it. You can't, can't set, yeah, you can't get the ball rolling after get, that. You have to get the ball rolling on the Sinister Six after like five fucking movies. Yeah. Like you need all these villains need their Already own. They need, active. They need, I need they, to give a shit. Not yeah. even that. They need their own due and they all need to be put in jail and then they all meet in fucking jail and break out. That's the way it should be. Like a Absolutely. Squad. Don't even fucking start. <laughs> um, that's, an, that's, an, that's next week's episode, maybe. We might touch on that a little bit. Probably won't, though. <laughs> Moving on, anybody? Um, okay, gentlemen, Ang Lee's Hulk. Fuck me. Yeah, what, you're going to have to explain to me why. why? I, I have a... I remember being... I, actually, I know this technically, by the way, isn't isn't the same Hulk that we're talking about, but it is a character from, you know, the current Marvel Universe, so we're revisiting all the films. Gotcha. I didn't okay. like the way it was shot. Like, the way they would... Like, they... Put it on screen like it was a panel of a comic book and then like side swipe to one, then to the next, like going down like the list. It was like it jumps too much and it took away from a lot of the story. It's like you guys could have had a decent story in your hands, but you used like a kind of comic gimmick. Yeah. And that kind of took away from me. I remember seeing the theater and I was just fidgety because I was like, you're jumping from one panel to the next panel. Yeah. I really don't need to see that kind of shit. Like, just, yeah, keep, the, it, just, just, just keep it straight filmmaking. Like, you're you're, you're not doing... Yeah, anything. you don't need to blend the genres. Yeah, Or exactly. the, the sources. And I think it was just... I don't know. Like, I just couldn't get into it. East, what are your thoughts on this film? I didn't hate it. I actually didn't mind that uh, comic book panel thing. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't hate it. Pretty much all I gotta say, and I like Nick Nolte when he freaked out on him. He's like, "Stop what? Stop what?" <laughs> yeah, Nolte freakouts. That was that was great. Yeah, um, but I didn't hate it. No, 
I wanted to uh, mention, I actually like the little bit of a playful nature that the, the, that, that Nick Nolte character has to the, the overarching Marvel universe in that his character's name is David Banner, right? Uh-huh. You guys watch the Hulk TV show as kids with Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, I can't. I, well, I, got, I got reruns of it. But okay. Not so, uh, when the Hulk uh, show was optioned, um, they changed the character name from Bruce to David Banner because uh, one of the studio execs felt that the name Bruce was a little bit gay sounding. Really? Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. One, because who cares? Dude. Two, because he has a love interest that you can you are revisiting constantly. Uh, so who cares if his name is uh, you know fancy pants uh, fucking banner like it doesn't matter which even at that like I, I realized that was a little I'm, I was going yeah for that Bruce one too. Willis yeah I know men's men don't I don't get well and even at that again even if they were doesn't matter uh, of whatever sexual persuasion they'd still be men's men yeah you know in all seriousness um, and it bothers me so I like the idea of. Ang Lee's understanding of of the Hollywood side of the Hulk, even and and the writing team's understanding of it, as much as maybe they borrowed a lot from that concept. And like for example, they also wanted the Hulk to be fucking red, which was weird. Then again, Red Hulk is around. a different thing. Yeah, that's yeah. actually Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, yeah, Thunderbolt. But uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I like the idea of like this David Banner. L- like looming over mm-hmm. Bruce, you know. Didn't uh, I have some gripes with the film too? Didn't like the Hulk dogs. Didn't like yeah. David Banner's I, character almost being like, was it supposed to be like Abomination or something? The size like that. Yeah. Um, but I did certainly. Yeah. Well, I like that because that is in line with some of the the comics that I read as a child, and I was a huge Hulk guy because. I, you know, I related to him because I was angry all the time. Like, my mom has all these great stories, which actually are really embarrassing. But now that I've started to tell the story, I might as well. Uh, when I was a kid, like, she remembers even when I was, like, like a small, small child. And she had a little block set for me. And, like, one's, like, the round block mm-hmm. and one's the square and the triangle and shit. And me trying to jam the fucking uh, square one into the circle and just pounding on it and going red in the face and just getting so upset. And that carried on. Like, even, you know, if you set me off now, I tr- like, I'm very much in control of it, I feel like. But I had anger issues as a teenager. I know that. And even through my childhood, and maybe that's why I, I, I know that's why I related to the character. So, like, for, for example, like, the angrier he got, the bigger he got in some of the comics. Like, it, it depends, who, you know, who's writing for it. And who's doing the art. So, uh, you know, I'm not super at terms with that. Um, I respect that Ang Lee actually is the Hulk. You know, that he, he physically performed the Hulk. Uh, that's really cool. Um, uh, Sam Elliott yeah. is a great Thunderbolt, Ross, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I thought Jennifer Connelly was uh, great. Was, Jennifer was great. Connelly was great. Yeah. And Eric Bana wasn't bad either. Eric Bana was, was pretty good because, uh, like, how colorful do you want Bruce Banner to be? Mm. He's gotta be. Like, he's tortured. Yeah, exactly. You want him to be subdued, and and really, in all seriousness, it, you know, I'm a huge Edward Norton fan, but I didn't think he did anything that different with the character in terms of uh, he didn't make it larger. To to be honest, I or more colorful. I found that Eric Bana did a better. Mark Ruffalo obviously did the, is the best incarnation of like the Bruce Banner, but I don't know, dude. Again, I'm a big Norton fan. Uh, I am a Norton fan as well. Yeah, I don't know. I like the. But I, I do agree that like Norton and fucking. Robert Downey Jr. on the screen together might be a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. 
just uh, too many too many intense creative minds yeah. that shouldn't be at the helm of the film to begin with. You shouldn't be trying to please these people. So I understand. Um, Any favorite? Yeah, scenes? Devin. Uh, I just want to point out because uh, I just read on the Wikipedia here uh, that uh, both Johnny Depp and Steve Buscemi were being considered heavily in the role. Can you imagine Steve, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi in that movie? Nice. Oh man! Oh, Steve God, I would have loved Hulk? that movie. That'd be incredible. I'd love that. I would watch that movie. I didn't watch. I'd this watch movie, that every day. Would he oh, have yeah. a giant like? Would yeah. he have like? It'd be like watching Mr. Pink go Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Would he have a gap in his teeth when he was like huge and green? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it grows back. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Steve Buscemi's like his actual face just like CG'd onto a big massive or like body. like from uh, the like the Adam Sandler films that he plays crazy eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is the whole. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, you want to do a round of favorite scenes on this, or is this something like you clearly don't like it? I do have a favorite scene. Okay, let's do it. And it was, it's small, mm. but Stan Lee and Lou Ferrigno walking up. Mm. That like... The, yeah, like, the security guards. Especially seeing Lou Ferrigno there. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. And he has the voice. He does the voice of the Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Interesting. Mm. I, uh, yeah. I didn't know that either. That's actually mm. pretty sweet. Yeah, good for, good, good for Lou. Lou's still around. Lou's the man. Lou's got it. Uh, East. Wow. Sorry, not Devin. <laughs> Thanks. What's, what's man? What's your favorite scene? I'm just gonna go with the Lou Ferrigno Stan Lee. Yeah. That and that and the Nick Nolte freak out. Fuck it. And I kind of liked when he grabbed the tanks and started, you know, fucking around, killing shit, destroying stuff. It's the first time I really got to see the Hulk kind of be the Hulk. You know, that wasn't Lou Ferrigno. No, Ferrigno is wicked. Yeah, he's a shit. Yeah. He could probably still. He, I think he. They based the body type on the new Hulk on him. Yeah. Anyways, back to what we were talking about, Hulk. All right, so Brandon, favorite let, scene. Let me. Give me a minute. Okay, my favorite scene in this one, I think, is that scene where they're. Uh, <laughs> and I know you already said that you don't like it, but where the helicopter's going after him. Oh. And he's running through the mountains and he's doing the thing this way and they're shooting at him uh, and no one can see me doing this way. So it, when he's he's running up the the wall of the mountain. That's that's pretty badass. Um, yeah, I, I liked I, it. Yeah, I, 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 I've, there's a lot of plot points from the story that I can understand why people gripe on, but I hate when people are like, "Oh, visually it wasn't, or acting wasn't on par." You know, it was. It, it was. was on par. Direction was great. Acting was great. Uh-huh. But like I said, it's probably not one of those. It was like that point in time where it's like everybody was just auctioning off like yeah different heroes, and it's like put their own spin on it it was like well yeah that's the thing too is that they ang lee tried to make an art piece with the the incredible hulk and it's just the wrong movie to do it with my friend crouching tighter hidden hulk yeah um all right where are we going from here we're going to the incredible hulk i love ed norton in the role yeah i like how it brings back it gives a lot of tributes to the tv series in yeah, so but many ways. also stays loyal to, to the comic. Mm-hmm. The like, sad walking away music. The f- yeah. Oh, fantastic! It's so good. Not even that. Like the, the um, scene where he's injecting himself with radiation. If you look at him sitting in the chair and yeah. you do like an image for image, it's with almost the, identical to his uh, the gamma TV rays. Yeah, it's yeah. almost his like image to image. It's almost his TV counterpart. Interesting. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up 
uh, the uh, that bothered me at the time and still bothers me is I'm pretty certain that the Portuguese word for hungry and angry don't rhyme or don't like can't be confused. And that's the first joke that you get. You wouldn't like me if I'm hu- when I'm hungry. Um, that's one moment that takes me out of the film when the guys are confronting him in the pop factory. Um, and then his blood, or later on in the first fight, his blood goes in, or before that, his blood goes into the uh, You've the referenced bottle. the word, obviously. Well, no, it, I, we work with Portuguese people. Especially a Brazilian Portuguese person. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not, uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty certain those two words are not as close as they are in English. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to inquire. I'm going to yeah. inquire tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. But annoyingly uh, so, but still. Yeah. Uh-huh. In any case, um action but, sequences? Yeah, fantastic. Just uh the fact that he leaves Betty and then he like he's trying to get away from her and then she catches on that he's there. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're just like kindred and spirits, yeah, and, and it's like, like locked but in they her lock. But yeah. he can't be with her. He mm-hmm. can't. And that's what I that and that's what I loved about uh, that one scene for me is uh, that I will always like cinematically, mm-hmm. like just the visual shot of it when he's stuck in the fucking crossbeam area yeah. on the bridge, yeah, like shooting him through, yeah, mm-hmm. military fell out with smoke, and then all of a sudden he just bursts up, bursts out, and starts fucking them all up. Mm-hmm. And they're getting it on the cell phone, and all the guys have to go around and mm-hmm. collect the footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic, um, yeah. Just uh, there's there's so much stuff to love about this film. So, I, uh, who's the who played Thunderbolt in this one again? Um, Hurt? William Hurt. Hurt. William Hurt. William Hurt. Yeah. Well played and reprising his role. Yep. In Civil War. Yeah, yeah. He is back for Civil War because this was the tie-in film. Yep. Especially towards the end of the yeah, film. Yeah, so, it, and, and that's the thing. It solidifies that film as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which uh-huh. is great. Mm-hmm. Like, it brings mm-hmm. it into the full. So, you know, Bruce Banner got a facelift yeah. or, uh, you know, cosmetic surgery. Yeah. And I like how, like, we haven't even mentioned it yet, but Tim Roth. Great. Abomination. Abomination. Yeah. Fantastic. Well favorite, favorite scene is the Abomination fight on Young Street. Yep. <laughs> Sam the Record Man in the and background. And Omar yeah, from The Wire just running down the street screaming. <laughs> it was the Zanzibar in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, just, throw, uh, just throw the abomination to the Zanzibar and see where it goes. <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit here, Bruce. We'll get back to this. Bruce, just come with me. Get, yeah. get a couple ones out. Let's go. Well, then again. This is break out a couple loonies. <laughs> oh, that would hurt, especially with their strength. Just throwing them out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on topic, please, before we take this into the sewer. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so that's your favorite scene? Yeah, I'd say so. Zanzibar, Street Fight, Toronto. Yeah. Abomination. 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 Yeah. Okay. Devin? Um, like, again, not not really. I, I have seen it, this one, but I, I'm not a huge Hulk fan, I'll be honest. And, and I think <laughs> I might have been part of this. I know, I know. Uh, it was filmed at U of T. That's cool. I probably would have liked that scene <laughs> at U of T. Okay. That's all I've got. Tim, Ro- Tim Roth U of T scene. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene, I'm going to connect on to yours. The moment where uh, the the fight, the the exchange between Ross and uh, Banner in the helicopter. Yeah. You know, when he thinks he's lost his powers, but he's still got to give it a shot. And, he, and that moment, just the fall to earth. Not even the fall. He went through the fucking ground. He went ground. through the fucking ground, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, I guess the film's over." He would have went splat. <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. But then again, then he legitimately, he, he would have went fucking. He splat. just rips out of the ground, and you're you're like, 
like smashes out of the ground and you just it, it's like you just covered in goosebumps because you're so excited like he's shrugging off the fucking it's, rubble off yeah. his shoulder oh, it's the fucking hulk himself. yeah man and i'm i'm watching the hulk yeah nothing against lou ferrigno no but um it's finally the hulk again yeah. i do and believe ferrigno did the voice again i do believe he maybe because like, I, I think they contracted yeah, him he, out he did do the voice of the yeah. hulk so um awesome. also the clap yeah oh to get the fire yep Fantastic. No, and he strings up Abomination with the chain and starts and choking him. And Betty fucking him. stops him. Yeah. Like he was, he he was going to go. He was going to let it go. But Betty is the only, Betty Ross is the only one who can legitimately stop the Hulk mid-rage. Mm-hmm. He will only listen to her. Nick, favorite scene? Well, like I said, the UFT one, but <laughs> mostly the end. <laughs> nice. I picked a good one. <laughs> I've never seen also, it. the end when he's in that Oh, cat. sorry. You did, did you start it off? I, I did. Thought, I thought you started I did it start off. It, My apologies. Pick another, another one. Another good one. The cabin at the end. You got two. In the middle of Canada. He's yeah. testing his oh, heart rate. Yeah, that's so good. And he's pretty much learning how to control it. Mm-hmm. And he got the, that, that fucking grin. He's got that shit grin. <laughs> and it comes into play. How many years later? Yep. Fantastic. Okay, so let's take a little break, come back, and get into Iron Man. All right, so two heroes down and two of my favorites. I can say with certainty that at some point down the line, we're going to do both another Spider-Man and another Hulk episode. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been sending us messages and emails this month. Uh, It's been so much fun talking to all of you. Uh, We do the show because we love talking about movies with people. So thank you again so much. In any case, let's get back into the episode because we still have to do Iron Man... Thor, Cap, so much more. Uh, So no more time for sentiment. We must forge ahead. Okay. So 2008's Iron Man, right? Robert Downey. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. won. Yes. Fantastic. Awesome. Saved Marvel films, period. Now this one is pre the... um, you know, the merger or what have you with Disney. This one's Paramount Pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, it's another James Rhodes. It wasn't Mr. Cheadle. Yes, of course. We And I think we discussed that in a previous episode. We discussed that in the debate uh-huh. from a few weeks ago. Excellent film. Um, I really like the reimagining how they, they really took Tony Stark's origin and they... Uh, they just changed the setting to make it into the current era. You I love know. the fact that they take him out of New York, for yeah. one thing. Like, a lot of characters from Marvel and based bring in, him back to New York. And bring him back in a yeah, later yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. But I love the fact that they do this because, like, every fucking Marvel character is in New York. It's like, do they all have their own territory and they don't oh, cross this line? that's where they were. So, you, you know. write what but you know. They it's put no him in, than anyone else. They put him in California. They give him a nice beach house. He was living the life. Yeah. He's got a... He's got a wise-cracking bodyguard mm-hmm. who just gets in on the action when he can. Yep, good old happy. Good old happy. And yeah, and of course, Pepper Potts. Yep. God bless Pepper. Yep. Um, yeah, this this film is great. The, the, the it scenes... blindsided a lot of people when it came oh, out, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember like, seeing... Nobody knew what to expect like, yeah. going into this. Yeah, I remember seeing true. this at the drive-in. And, uh, and I think... If I remember correctly, I went back the next day to the drive-in again 
So I went on a Friday, went back to Saturday and saw it again. So just I was like, what the fuck did I just see? I went to the movies with my I went to see this with my dad. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't know jack shit about comics, but he had a he had an amazing great time. time. He's just yeah. fucking laughing yeah. his ass off. Mm. He uh yeah, he there's no one else in Hollywood that could play Tony Stark. No. Oh yeah. Right now. No. Oh yeah. There's no one else. And that was a good comeback film. This like pretty much launched yeah. them again. This is yeah. like his relaunch. I remember I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and then I realized that he was gonna be Iron Man. In Iron Man. That's when I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. When <laughs> Yeah, like I, when when I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I knew two things were certain in Hollywood, and that was that Robert Downey Jr. was going to make you know a string of amazing films in the coming decade, and that Shane Black was going to do some amazing shit in the next decade. You know, um, and sure enough, and sure enough, yeah, both <laughs> have yeah, been the case. Yeah. So um, even the effects, like I find the effects on the first film were probably better than some of the shit that I saw. In, like, well, yeah, because they weren't overreaching. Exactly, no, they, they weren't overreaching they kept at real, all. Really minimalist, and 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 really just took the time to define the character. Jeff Bridges, Jeff you Br- couldn't have a better Obadiah oh. if you tried. And I love that they kick it off with with the Iron Monger. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, well, I uh, I loved Jeff Bridges in this. Uh, I do remember an interview that Favreau did. Like people were like. Bitching like after like the first like after the second they they were like when are we gonna like because everybody knows Iron Man villains yeah so like when are we gonna see the Mandarin yeah but they had the ten rings that was the name of the, the ten uh, rings yeah but that was like that's why the, people um, are like are we gonna get the Mandarin in the terrorist. next one are we gonna get the Mandarin now when yeah are we gonna get the Mandarin like they kept pressuring him mm-hmm. his only com- his only comment was it's like his only man his only comment was was this it's uh in Star Wars you don't get the Emperor until you get to the third film yeah and you have to wait. Yeah, it's like you think the emperor is going to show up and uh, well, you get him, get him a little bit. Like, yeah, but you, when you see like the emperor and he's like shooting thunder out of his hands, like you go nuts for it, right? Because it's the end of the third one. So it's like you just got to wait. Yeah, it's coming. We're working on it. It's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Favorite scenes in Iron Man. Yep. Um, hmm. Right at the end, I am Iron Man. Yep. Mm. That set the whole tone. For the whole, yep. For what literally has shaped, and it's interesting too because it sets the comic book cinematic it sets universe. the the Marvel cinematic universe. It's the unique, too. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, there's no there's no Avenger that wears a mask. Yeah, you know, and it, and the great thing as well is like we're not we're not doing what has been done yeah. for the past years. Yeah. Given, we're going to give you something else. Yeah, and also I love the arrogance of it. Just like I can protect everyone that I care about. I don't have to, you know, abide by this shit. Like yeah. cover my face to protect those I care about. It was just I'll just protect them. Fuck yeah. you. And that's and it lays the plate for two perfectly. You know, it's like I've just privatized world peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite though for me, scene wise, would probably it's the shield tie-in. Yep, especially with Coulson, like, it's oh, like you Coulson's guys got great. You guys got to come up with another name. It's like just call a shield. Yeah, and it's like stand back, miss, and he does the he does that like he crosses his arms and looks away while the door explodes with Pepper. It's like is that a bomb? Is that like a mini bomb? Like are you guys gonna blow up the door? Like Pepper's like all frantic and shit, mm. and like Coulson's like the cool calm, like ma'am, step back. Yeah, yeah, and just the fact that Sam Jackson at the end of the at post credit scene, leather yep. pants, you and know, eye patch and all, literally just like. Holy! What are they seeing that for the first time in my life? Not even that. Just hearing the words "the Avengers Initiative." Yeah, yeah. I shivers. It's like, what the fuck are you guys up to? And Sam <laughs> and Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. 
Like you've you've oh. you, you've you've signed me on for at least four of your movies. Yeah. I still Just, I'm still waiting for a David Hasselhoff cameo in one of the Avengers. Yeah, right. I mm. want. I was seriously hoping for a cameo. Or I don't ever want to see that movie again, though. I'll never get those two hours back. <laughs> um, Devange favorite scene from Iron Man. Uh, I like the escape with the busted suit. Fantastic. I like the first suit. Yeah. It's, it's great. Crashes uh, in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when uh, Obadiah comes to retrieve it, and he he has the little device that he then uses later on Tony to you know disable him. Mm-hmm. Really when he cool. crashes like a remember how he crashes a fighter jet. It's like Tony, is that your suit? It's like who's calling? <laughs> it's like we're gonna shoot it down. All of a sudden he starts getting shot down. He calls okay. Rody back. Okay, yeah, it's, it's me. me. It's me. It's what a is suit. that? Yeah, it's a suit. Yeah, it's a suit. Well, I built yeah, it. Like, he asks him, off him uh, first, like, "What is that? Like a drone? Or you got to?" Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "No, no, it is me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, so what do we tell the press? Like, you know, same old shit. Like it was an accident. Yeah. And it's like that. That, that shit doesn't fly. It cuts, it cuts <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> it's like it training, it off. yeah, training. You just crashed. Exercise. You just, it's yeah. like you just destroyed a three, like a three million dollar play. Yeah, he doesn't play. care. He's yeah. Tony Stark. He's the Bruce Wayne, except more eccentric. Marvel See, I don't think uh, we'll, we'll get to that another day. That's a whole other conversation. But I don't concur with that line of thinking. Yes, there's commonalities and character traits, but I don't think that Iron Man is the uh, Batman of the Marvel universe. But fuck, who cares? That's an argument. Who cares what later. I think about that? I do. Okay. Well, we'll talk off air then. And if you want my thoughts on that, then shoot me a, a tweet at not Brandon Fleet. Little rhyme there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue um, the conversation. Tweet the fleet. Tweet the fleet. Tweet the fleet. Um, my favorite scene uh, is is absolutely the Iron Monger fight. Oh, oh when yeah. those lights go on, and you know he takes Pepper hostage, and then Tony shows up, and he's he the whole time he's working with the power going down in the suit, and Jarvis is just and in just his like ear. this whole sense of urgency is just insane. Like you're watching this film, and you're gripping your fucking seat because, or in my case, in my car seat. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the driving, um, your car seat. Yeah, my car seat. I sit in the back in the in the booster seat. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend strapped me in. <laughs> it was good. Uh, so that's uh, what you're into. Yeah, I like, I like a little. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for fucking derailing me. So yeah, somebody uh, had to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um, just. You know, and and like the the urgency of the fight, the how they interact with the environment, like the bus and all of these things, just it's perfect. And and it also shows, Those even though Tony is a fucking jackass in a lot of ways, he's totally caring. Like when he catches the car and it's like fuck, 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 and these people drive the car on top <laughs> they drive of him. on him. Yeah, it's so good. It's like I'm trying to help you, and he just gets pulled underneath. Like oh, fuck. beautiful, beautiful fucking like, movie for for a superhero movie. Just hits all the right points. Pacing. Uh, is phenomenal, and Favreau, uh, you know, fuck man, like kudos, yeah, fantastic. You you, you brought us back to where we are. Like I, mm-hmm. I totally. We talked about it before. East, you and I, Batman eighty nine and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are for me what kicked off, like in my mind, the, the Ooh, kind yeah. of the kind of adult uh, themes being introduced, and also just the idea of live action films not being dog shit. Iron Man is the the fucking emergency room defibrillator, like just clear, it you just know, life back into the genre. And, yeah, and just total perfect. kudos for Favreau for not taking any shit on 
getting rid of RDJ to be Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, he yeah. fought for that fucking guy. Yeah. And let's face it, it was the best decision that, yeah. ever. Ever. It goes down in history as... This is, like, pop culture history that we've we've living through as of right now. Like, RDJ... Yeah. ...is solidified his place in Hollywood as... As... As Iron Man. He's yeah. Iron Man. He's got what they call it. Like, we jokingly call, like, uh, for years, I've always... When when Iron Man 3 came out, I said, I'm going to see Robert Downey Jr. 3. Like, that's what I call the movies, jokingly, but it's because that's why I go. Yeah. Because of him. Oh, yeah. I could watch him, you know, juggle for three hours. Uh, he's just got something special. Yeah. In any case. Mm-hmm. All right. Iron Man 2. Oh, I like this one. You do? I like this one. Especially this, this the one's fa- a little bit of a rush job, as you would say. I would say rush job, but for me, I enjoyed it because Downey Jr. was the one to bring Mickey Rourke into the fold. It was at the Oscars. It was like a nomination party. Mm. The story goes that Mickey Rourke was there mm. for The Wrestler that year. Yep. And Downey Jr. convinced them to be part of Iron Man. And he wanted him to be Whiplash? He wanted him to be the villain. And sure enough, he did. And I liked him. Yeah. My favorite thing about this film is Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. As as Justin Hammer. Yes. Just Sam Rockwell being Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell in anything. Again, he's another one like Robert Downey Jr. Like, I I would watch him watching paint dry. And he was in Ninja Turtles. Yes. His first first appearance. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that talks to uh, to. Um, he talks to the police station. Guys. He's one. No, no. Menthol, the first scene is regular him. menthols. Me, yeah, regular menthols. Yeah, and, and then, then also it's like we're family. You call this right here and that down there family. He tells the cops where to go. Yeah, yeah that's the great. scene where uh, Rockwell is giving like the shareholders presentation or whatever. <laughs> no, fantastic. not even the shareholders he's, presentation. He's amazing. It's. Tony's on trial with like the Supreme Court to like hand over the technology. Justin Hammer's there, like saying it's like, well, they we're like we're developing. It's like you guys are saying all these countries are developing Iron Man suits. Mm-hmm. He hacks in. Here's North Korea, and they're mm-hmm. all they, they're pretty much killing themselves. Yeah, this is Iraq. Yeah, and uh, he finally gets to Justin. And it's like, and here's Hammer Tech, and it's yeah. like the guy in the suit and his whole body twists around, <laughs> <laughs> and he completely fucks them over. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, and and he's so great, and and I think as much as like Hammer's a little bit older in the comics, he he has the perfect he's the perfect embodiment of him because I truly believe that uh, like I, I I totally committed to the thought that like this this guy is just going to continue to hire supervillains like he's not a bad guy himself but he'll just continue to hire more and more villains to fucking try and take out Stark he'll do anything to just take out Stark and I love that first appearance of Don Cheadle yep. Yep. Cheadle has arrived. And Cheadle done good. I I love him. The fight between <laughs> the fight between him and Tony, like he just legitimately sees Tony shmammered at his birthday in Iron Man suit. <laughs> He's like, I'm not fucking having this. Goes downstairs, puts himself in a suit, yep. and they go toe to toe. And then the, the, the scene that follows with Hammer fucking dressing the suit. In, in weaponry. Oh my this god. One, this one I call the ex wife. Size does matter. This one's called the ex wife because it'll take the whole house with it. And then he pulls it out. <laughs> like, let's see how he handles the ex wife. And then all of a sudden he shoots and nothing happens. Yeah. Hammer tech. Yeah. Yeah. great <laughs> scene. But yeah, I liked Mickey Rourke's delivery. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I enjoyed I just, Mickey Rourke. It, it's. 
I think what happened on Iron Man 2 is very similar to what happened on Spider-Man 3, which is you had John Favreau's original idea for a screenplay, which is Whiplash and, and Iron Man. Yeah. You know, with like but I Sam think he, Rockwell's character, he, and then yeah. they had to, you Put know, more suits in. No. Well, well, Marvel re- well, Marvel's just like, we gotta, we gotta make this universe ASAP. So what he did was, and here's how it worked, he created Whiplash. Which is what you see at the whole IndyCar race. Well, he didn't create Whiplash. Okay, but anyways, he shows Whiplash there. And then he mixed it in with another character called the Crimson Dynamo. And then he melded the two characters into one. Mm. That's where you get the whole suit coming out. Well, there's two iterations of Whiplash. One does have a suit. Yeah, but this one's also based on the Crimson Dynamo as well. Okay. Which I was fine with. I just wish that... They utilized him a bit more. Yeah. I just really wanted him to get the I, bird. Yeah. I really wanted him to I, get his bird. I hated that fucking joke, man. Like, this is not my bird. Like, fuck, come on, you know. It's an ice bird. Like, fuck you, man. Like, that's funny, but at that point, I'm like, wow, this is a funny scene between Sam Rockwell. I know, but and, the fact that you know, he's you know doing I mean? it like, on I'm out of the movie. I'm yeah, out of the movie. No, he's doing it to piss him off. And then when you finally see Sam Rockwell flip, you can't help but laugh. Yeah. No, I understand that. It's just it, like it's one of those exchanges that that, we that reminds get, you that you're watching a film. We finally get Natasha Romanoff. Yep. And it's like her and Happy go go to town. Yep. That's a cool scene. Uh-huh. Uh great film. Looks good. Uh not as good as the first one like you you alluded to previously. No, but this one was definitely a lead into the Avengers. Yeah, it started to get the ball rolling, um, and and it cemented again just more of Tony Stark's arrogance, laid more of the groundwork for Actually, things it impending. It brought in two new heroes, yeah, which was good. It also, so like you said, it cemented more as Tony Stark's as yeah greater role. greater depths into the character study. Also, it is uh, um, Larry is Sanders more, in this? Uh, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he was. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in this, then the then most they, recent Avengers. He's a he's a Hydra member. But right? I yeah. love the fact that they win, and it's like, okay, you guys can have whatever you want. What do you guys want? So like, I want a hero medal, but he's got to pin it on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like Stark goes up to get pinned, and it starts poking. He's like, ow. He's like, don't you hate that? Yeah. Little, little pricks. <laughs> Do we have to do favorite scenes on this one? Because we just talked about three quarters of the fucking movie. Yeah, we yeah, don't have to do it. Like, it. It was good. Yeah. Throwing the helmet out the fucking Iron Man window. 2 is good. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> Iron Man 3. Robert Downey Jr. 3. The Demise. Yeah. I like Robert it. Downey Jr. 3. Semi- or have, colon. Guy I have Pierce. gripes about it. I really do. I didn't like the whole fucking Mandarin thing. Like you hire this great actor and Ben Kingsley. Yes. Yeah. And then he's a fucking joke. I liked it though. I know, but I'm sitting there. It's like, oh, fuck you. Like seriously, come on. I I, I don't know. I I I enjoyed that because you need to modernize that to a certain extent, and I and they had already modernized Tony Stark's whole backstory enough. That that change seemed organic because he had no ties to the old, you know, the old placement of the story. They moved everything geographically. Usually, so, I don't get bored in an Iron Man movie. Like yeah. I always find it in, this one, I got fucking. Oh bored. yeah, yeah, that bored. whole like this is your brain or this is my brain. Let's look at my brain. Not even that. That him and, and the, the flashbacks. Him and the with kid. The, him and the kid. Like fuck. I like that kid. Mm. 
Okay. I, I, I just couldn't get into it. Mm, okay. Maybe because it wasn't Favreau, but... Well, I like the idea of the loner kid and, you know, um, the smart kid and so forth. I like that idea because of the fact that, that Tony sees a bit of himself in that kid, you know? That's pretty cool. I like the fact that it was a straight-up Iron Man movie and didn't really have too many of the Avengers all over it. Like yeah. a lot of these other ones have, you know what I mean? One or two. But then again, you would assume, like, they're right there. Like, half these people are living in New York. Oh, yeah. So, you know, stop by, see Tony, how you doing? Colson or not. They weren't even in New yeah. York, though. No, they were at the tower, right? No, they Stark weren't. Tower. They were in uh, California at his, uh, his beach house thingy. In three? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. My giant, apologies. Giant Teddy with the big tits. Oh, yeah, Giant Teddy. Yeah, of course. And then he calls out the Mandarin. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then the Mandarin blows him up. Yeah, that's my fault. I apologize. The clean slate protocol? Yes. Yeah. Like, I wish I had one of those. And I love how he didn't call out all those robots when the, they were attacking his home. Let's just save it for the ending. Uh, it, it, there, it, it, there's, there's some problems with the film in that the, it seems like they were writing it and forgetting what they were writing previously. Like a real piece together script. Like they were just working their way to the action pieces. Like they had this storyboard and they said, I want to get to this action piece, this action piece, and this action piece. I want these to aesthetically look like this. Yeah, let's get you and falling then, out of an airplane were... and we play Barrel of Fucking Monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, barrel of Fucking Monkeys. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some stuff there. Yeah, the whole Iron Patriot thing bothers me and the, the president being in the suit, the corrupt... Uh, vice president all these things it does seem like a paint by numbers kind of script and that is a little bit hurtful especially after the amazing work done with number one and the fun that i had with number two um cheetle was great uh-huh. as always as always um paltrow looked great gwyneth paltrow not my favorite of hers i thought you know I didn't mind her. yeah not 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 a bad performance. It, I didn't think there was much there for her, you know. In all seriousness, just I agree. do what's on the page and to take your paycheck, which is fine. Good for her. Um, <laughs> I'd do it. Fuck, I would too. Um, you want me to dress up as Pepper Potts? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, you don't have the hair color. Yeah. Well, you know, we can work on that. It's harder than you think. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a nice little bright top there. Yeah. yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on Robert Downey Jr. 3, gentlemen? <laughs> no, I got nothing. I'm good. Fuck All right. <laughs> We're going to take a little break, come back, and uh, roll through the rest of them up to Avengers Part 2. And then we'll do our little tournament uh, thingy and, and call it a day. Awesome. If you have an idea for something you'd like to hear on the show, please email us at show at moviesruinmylife.com or reach out to us on Twitter. And however you're taking part in this episode, please don't forget to leave comments, share, reach out to us so we can keep the conversation going. Okay, so we're back and uh, East has to get rolling soon because we've uh, we've got had him chained to a, a desk here for many moons. Um... So we're going to try and do justice, but also be quick about the remaining films. Uh, Thor, 2011. Fuck yeah. And cementing that they're working towards the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cameo of Hawkeye now, um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, more S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and, and, and also, in all seriousness, w- visiting 
or uh, or you know taking from one of my favorite Thor storylines, not a direct adaptation, but one of my you know kind of the classic storyline. Obviously, in in the more modern iterations, he's not it's not two identities. He's he hasn't forgotten that he's Thor, mm-hmm. but uh, I do like the idea of like sending him to Earth to teach him well, teach him a lesson. Yeah, and also teach him... the reference to his Earth name in one of the comics was fuck. What's his name? Uh, the original Thor who actually picks up like. I yeah, think it's like a hammer, uh, like a gravestone. To be kind of, he who wills the hammer will be. Well, yeah, down. but they changed that. It's no longer canon. That's no longer. Oh fuck! You're even right, in the it? even in the Marvel universe. Yeah, Anthony Hawkins and Rene Russo. Yeah, fantastic. Amen. Yeah, Amazing and, casting. And Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. What the fuck? I how the I hell remember, did you get Kenneth I, Branagh? Yeah, to I, remember, I remember. I uh, remember watching. Superhero film. Yeah. I remember watching Thor, and then just being like. You know, I need a horse and like laughing and like having a great time in the movie. And then, you know, directed by Kenneth Branagh. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Good for you, dude. You made a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Get a paycheck. I expected, I expected nothing from Thor. I'll be no, honest with no. you. Yeah, I, walked in bl- I walked in blind. I'm not I, wa- lie. I yeah. walked in blind. I didn't expect shit. I was just like, you know, I kind of, it's going to blow up to the Avengers. I just want to see what they're going to do with this thing. And then. I walked it was, in. It, was wow. it wasn't even an Avengers blow up. It no, it, it brought more to the table than any of the other films. I'm at yeah. the point now where I'm pretty. Ex- I'm more excited. This is going to sound weird, but I'm more excited for Thor three than I am, yeah. I am the new too. Captain I am America. Too, yeah. I, I'd be interested to see if they bring in like Serpent or whatever that whole storyline where he like breaks fucking uh, Captain America's shield. Yeah, and like uh, and you know Thor has to fuck him up and all that. That would be cool. Yeah. Know? I'm more. I just want to go somewhere else other than Loki a little bit. No, I'm going towards Idris Elba. Yeah. Well, I yeah. You always want more Idris Elba. Well, they're apparently they're gonna take him out in this next one. Like take him out, take him out. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Two two reasons. One, his Idris Elba's contract's up. Mm. Two, he hates putting all the makeup on for five minutes. Yep. Um. And three, his character does die in the comic during the Reckonock or whatever it's called. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Anything else we want, need to mention on Thor? Um, there's a lot of actually. Yeah. You know, one thing. Um, Kat Dennings character. Yeah. Wasn't supposed to be around. Was supposed to be a one hit wonder. She stuck around. Yeah. Like her com- her comic relief was well received. It's yeah. still well received. I love when she uh, mispronounces Mjolnir and yeah. she, you know meow meow or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second one. Yeah. I also like it. I liked at the beginning of Thor as well how he actually came in riding in with the helmet on. Yep. <laughs> you know, classic. I like how he drinks thing under and the table. It was like another. <laughs> and they're like, just stop breaking things. Yeah, it's great. It, it, that was all taken from um, the Ultimate uh, Universe Thor. Yeah, yeah. Which probably one out of the, the Ultimates, one of the best. I like yeah. the the Ultimate Universe was probably a good. It was a good run. Yeah. It was a great run. I'd say the I'd say the first two years were very good. Yeah, then they butchered X Men, but yeah. yeah. Well, they did some good crossover work. True. Moving on. Yep. Uh, for the Dark World is our next. Uh, foray into or loki three yeah fuck like pick it like seriously now my favorite thing about this film the entire film is christopher eccleston yeah Mm -hmm. favorite thing about this film um the doctor 
Yeah, exactly. The first, the first reboot of the Doctor, and he was the Invisible Man on Heroes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in. Uh, obviously, he's in uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. He's mm-hmm. the you know the. He, he's just he's such a good actor, man. Mm-hmm. Like I everything like he's ever done, just you know he's, he's even like, Anthony Hopkins got more to do this character. time around. Like he was, yep. he was more prevalent in this film. Yeah, Rene Russo too. Rene Russo as well. Yeah, and he. he you get to see more of Asgard, I which like, is what I really wanted to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like the maternal bond that she still has with Loki and how Loki is totally connected to her. Yeah, that was great. That was a gut-wrenching I, scene I, when he goes down. It's like Loki. And when he finds out. Yeah. It's, it's, what's, that, the movie's great because it's like you're watching, it's almost like a, it's like a family drama, you know? Oh, totally. And they're just so dysfunctional, and it's, it was great to watch. When he finally goes to see Loki, he's like... Loki, cut the shit, mm-hmm. and then he takes the illusion away, and he's like his whole jail cell's torn it apart. Yeah, and he's just like you see this beaded Sitting man there defeated. Yeah, fantastic. Even the funeral scene was got right. It was like it was yeah, it was beautiful. Re- yeah, really tastefully done. Uh, Idris Elba is fantastic as always. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just just make him everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this movie is 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 really interesting because you know I remember when it first came out, a lot of the initial reviews were, you know, uh, kind of a, a just a rehashing of the first film, same kind of plot points that are starting to develop. This kind of uh, hit points on a chart, the first, second, and third act all kind of match these, you know, and start mm-hmm. to get to that uh, final action piece at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to have all of those things in mind while and, going in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as I don't, I still think it's a good film. None of those reviews are wrong. No, none of agreed. those, like it's kind of cookie cutter. I, at I times. do. I do agree. There is a mold to the way they, I didn't like it as up. much as the first one either. No, the first one, I didn't know what to expect. That's why I loved it so much. Yeah. But this one, it's like, Oh fuck. You guys are following that mold. Although, I liked Natalie Portman's character better in two. Great in one. Mm-hmm. In Dark World, yeah. Yeah, she's good too. Mm-hmm. Same. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's equally as good. Um, first Avenger, right? Oh. Is that what's next? Yep, First Avenger. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it would be First Avenger. Yeah. <sighs> Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Absolutely. Perfect. I like. I want to know when I'm going to see him again. Yeah, me too. He's still yeah. got another film on his contract. Sick. Yeah, yeah. but like he keeps. They I, keep pushing it and pushing. Like I said, I like the it. smaller characters. Tommy Lee Jones as the instructor. Didn't care about him. I enjoyed his. I yeah. enjoyed him. A lot. I love Tommy Lee Jones. I like the fact that how he tested people. He throws like the fake grenade mm-hmm. and like the guy that he picked to be the for the super soldier program. It's not him though. He it's doesn't pick him. it. It's the it's the German. Yeah, oh, it's he, I see the guy that he picked. The guy so like, nope. didn't jump on the fucking grenade. Yeah, it was Rogers. Yeah, who was the professor that came up with the serum? What's his name? Stanley Tucci. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. incredible actor, incredible mm-hmm. portrayal. Yeah, very good. Yeah, this movie was. I didn't like it as much as I like Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. Hugo Weaving was definitely um, the winner for me on this film. I liked it. Like I liked Captain America. Yeah, um, the, we talked about this several times before, but the the action as a montage thing lost me a little bit. Like that, it. that felt like that should be the meat of the movie. The Captain America USO show. 
Yeah, uh, I, I didn't mind that because I like the idea of what they did with him. Like, you know, you've got the superhero that ran down, you know, on foot in bare feet, you know, like a terrorist, but you essentially. Can't use him against, like, yeah, your so enemy because he, he's just a fuck it. He yeah, becomes like a fucking ploy. Yeah, like, he's a headline. So they, they make him travel around. It's like, you are helping the initiative and blah, blah, blah. You're recruiting men and you're telling like, stories and so forth. And You just made a superhero and now you're just going to make him a, you're just going to whore him out to, like. Yeah, but there's also, you know, no one, no one fighting for him to be utilized until he, you know he goes peggy. after bucky peggy no the only one who was Not, gonna fight for him would have been stanley tucci's character but he was obviously dead. assassinated yeah. by hydra yeah how much you can really say on this one i'm like, not gonna lie like not we much. said earlier like you know he's he's assassinated we joked about this off air he's assassinated <laughs> right after but it just would have been so much funnier if he's just like he you know he pulls the like we talked about pulls yeah. the george costanza and it's just like okay he's perfect bang kills himself <laughs> have a good night remember to tip your waitress you know <laughs> you know uh, it's i like how it's a good movie but it, the pacing's a little bit uh, push pull by, I like how there's a whole bunch of stuff. They talk about the shield. Yep. And, and now they've it changed is, it because of the – because it is adamantium. It is. No, it's, it's vibranium mixed with adamantium. And I think they do say adamantium in it, if I, if I no, do recall. You no, know, because adamantium is part of – it's it's an X-Men thing, so they've sold it to Fox. They so said they don't it's, say it. I think they don't say it, Everything but they hint in, towards it. The strongest metal in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is vibranium. Um, so And now everything is vibra- vibranium. So fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's fucking adamantium, people. Let's just face it here. We all know what it is. Well, it's I think adamantium. you are right though, because when when Tony rebuilds it. it after Thanos, is it when he destroys the shield that Tony rebuilds it with? Again, There's so with, many storylines with, with the shield. Like, like we talked about outside the Secret Wars storyline, where like. They all like they find this fucking wish machine, and like he finds a way to like make sure his shield never breaks. He can recreate it himself. Yeah, yeah. So like regenerates even if it's cracked or broken. So like there's too many storylines well, to crack, but like, that, that permits them to do that. Yeah, because he gives them a fucking machine that gives them wishes in the first mm-hmm. appearance of the black suit. But we're not even going there. Yeah. So fuck. Okay. Or is that where we are? We're on to the Winter Soldier, yeah. and I love the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. This may be my favorite of the entire coming, Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. There. Yep. This one's ranked number one for me, too. Because yep. it's, it's, like, it's not a comic book movie to me. It's like a spy film. It's a spy yeah. film, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The I, way they've done it, it was perfect. I felt uh, Captain America Winter Soldier was a spy film that just happened to have superheroes just as much as The Dark Knight was a cop he, film, crime film that just happened to have superheroes in yep. it. They start making references in this one, and I'm getting fucking giddy. Mm-hmm. Because I already know that it's coming in the works, but like, there's one point where they're hanging that senator mm-hmm. off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or not the senator. It's like one of the agents, Stephen sh- Strange. Yeah, they're like talking about like we keep tabs on everybody. Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Stephen Strange. It's like, wait, did you just say fucking Stephen Strange? Yep, he exists. And it's mm-hmm. like, and from him saying it, you know he exists. Plus, Crossbone shows up. Crossbone, you know, but not Crossbone not Origins, cro- not Crossbone as of yet. Yeah, but he's going to be in the next film. We've already seen him in the trailer. Robert like we Red- know he's in the background. You got Robert Redford in there. Yeah, as the bad guy, and he plays it good. Oh man! Yeah, yeah and not fantastic. to mention, you you really get the Winter Soldier was when I actually had compassion for Captain America. He becomes more. He becomes more yep. human in this. He becomes. Movie. He becomes human. And the coolest thing about the whole thing is you actually see this man from the past try to develop and 
sustain some form yeah. of life. He's no longer the, uh, you know, as Devin alluded to in our debate, which I was strongly against, um, he's no longer just that, like, you know, flag-waving um, early comic rendition of, 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 of uh, you know, Captain America. Mm-hmm. He is now making his own decisions. He's, go- you know, marching to the beat of his own drum. And that's so refreshing because obviously in the most more recent incarnations, that's what we grew up with, you know, is that Captain America wasn't, you know, just waving a flag. He was fighting for the underdog regardless. So it's interesting. The one scene I do want to point out and get your guys' take on before we move along is the uh, the digital face changer that uh, Scarlett Johansson is wearing in the scene where they infiltrate uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. slash HYDRA headquarters. That... Did that take you out of the film at all? No. So why didn't they just all put them on? No. It couldn't work that way. Walk in... Because I think it only works for the widow because she's a spy and that's the way it is. Captain America. So is that a tool of hers? Because I've is. never read a Black Widow comic. I'm not gonna lie. Never mind, but I'm pretty sure it's a tool. That's, yeah, but that wouldn't be my favorite scene. Yeah. The elevator. Yeah, the elevator fight's fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't my favorite scene. I was calling it out or something. Calling it out, yeah. yeah. No, I liked it. It's um, she does do kind of nothing really exactly like that, mm-hmm. but very similar deceptive shit. Yeah. Shit, that because she's she's like a spy, right? She's a super yeah. spy, and she gets on the ground. She working for Shield. She gets on the yeah. ground floor of the other tech. So yeah, it works. Okay, it works for me. All right, I'll, I'll accept that. I like the movie regardless. I was ready to suspend disbelief at that point. Yeah, I uh, I love having Bucky back, and goddamn, he looks exactly like the fucking comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The red even star the fucking the red star, perfect. You know, just he's even damaged. He's so damaged. What's the name of the doctor that's helping Hugo Weaving in the first, uh, first uh, Captain America? Uh, Arnim Zola. Zola. Yeah. Doctor Zola. Doctor Zola. Yeah, I love Doctor Zola. Doctor Zola is really cool because, like, and that's a really interesting take on what you saw in the comics, where you had um, him in the comics, kind of building many versions of himself. And then every time, you know, one would be destroyed, he'd pop up in another one and just keep, like, torturing Cap. But that's right? kind of cool because he puts his consciousness into a fucking computer. Yeah, so that's really cool that they have this old, this room full of old, like, supercomputers that right something? now you can put that all in, like, a fucking drive this big, yeah. like, the size of, mm-hmm. you know, your finger. But be honest, you didn't expect Cap to be like this. Like, the like way what? they, the way, like, you didn't expect this one to be. It's like a Captain America, you, you go through the first Captain America movie, you come out of it, it's like, okay, it's World War Two era. Coming into this one, it what? was like an unexpected, like, I don't know how this is. What are you talking about? Watching it, I didn't it's expect exactly it to what be I expected. As, I didn't expect it to be this great of a film. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. it's like you're thinking it's going to be a fucking comic book movie. No, this thing takes a dark turn. And you didn't expect to see that out of a, out of Cap. Yeah. Robert Redford, I think. Another frustrating point in the film, and again, it doesn't take away from the overall quality of the film, is just that... Uh, it does dip back into being a comic book movie a little bit in the fact that no one ever really fucking dies and Nick Fury doesn't really fucking die. You know? It bothered me in the first viewing, but then I realized, like, it it would change everything so dramatically. Uh-huh. You know? So... And plus, I just want Sam Jackson and everything. Uh-huh. So... Uh-huh. Any final thoughts on The Winter Soldier? It's a good gentlemen? movie. It's a great movie. Fantastic movie. Can we just jump into Guardians greatest soundtrack yeah fantastic soundtrack i love guardians of the galaxy i think it's a really fun adaptation james gunn did a great job uh and i like the choice that uh, that they made of of um making the uh making the cast smaller 
you know, not going with every single guardian off the jump. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll agree to that. They got the main players. Yeah, good. Yeah, of the new iteration, because uh, there's like two iterations yeah. of yeah. Yeah. Well, it was really you know James Gunn said he had a really hard time really getting the cast that he wanted to get because of all the contractual bundles that Marvel sold off years ago. But mm-hmm. even still, like when they when they started making this, Marvel knew it was a risk. Mm-hmm. They took a huge gamble and it paid off. Like this yeah. is a, more of an unknown series of comics. Yeah. Only for like the hardcore reader, I'm guessing, would know what the hell Guardians of the Galaxy is or was. And it's like, we're going to put this on screen and we're going to tie it into a huge story arc. And we're taking a huge risk here. But at this point, they had wiggle room. It's like they have, the, they have this empire. It's like, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's go well, for it. Well, let's try and develop, let's go develop for the gold here. Uh, Thanos a little yeah. bit more, yeah. But it's like, let's take this team and like let's go for the gold. And it fuck, yeah. and it paid off huge. Yeah. And yeah, now yeah. people anticipated Guardians 2, and it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Coming and, real soon. And Slither's a great film. She's coming down the mountain. Yep, yep. I, um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, Brolin as Thanos' voice. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about it? I'm not sold 100% yet. I'm with you on that. Something seems wrong. It's not deep enough. It's not bad enough. I don't know. I haven't heard his range as of yet. Like, it was so monotone, I would say. Like, in Guardians, I just... I know he's probably has... He's got some range to it. I'm just not sold. I'm just waiting to do break into fucking song? Like, a falsetto? Yeah. Guardian. Yeah, he's going to join Led Zeppelin, come to Earth. I brought the Infinity Gauntlet. Let me into this Zeppelin cover band. Yeah, except Zeppelin. Will I've got a wicked it. falsetto. I guarantee Zeppelin's on the next uh, soundtrack. Oh, totally. That's why he's prepared. Yeah, they got that shit in space now. <laughs> I wasn't. Kind of, I pretty much wasn't sold on Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I was. I. I. I I'll tell you, he sold me a lot more as Rocket Raccoon than uh, than yeah. Brolin did as uh, Thanos. Yeah. I originally, I wasn't sold. I'm like, oh, fuck, Bradley Cooper. Oh, I remember he's I felt in, the same way as He's in did. everything. Fuck me. And then I hear him, it's like, all right, you got me. Yeah. I, like, I liked him better, pretty much, I liked him better in that than anything else he's kind of really done. Vin Diesel, as much as he's saying, I am Groot, the whole film. Yeah, interesting, like, they obviously told him what he's saying it for, like, he can, he's reading the script, so he's delivering it for that particular moment. But it kind of brought so me back to, like, the Iron Giant years. Yeah, was a little Iron bit, a little bit, yeah. It's like, he doesn't have much in way of, like, dialogue, but it's like his voice will range from he- from here to there, and it's like you can hear yeah, emotion perfect. in mm-hmm. So perfect choice on his part. Yep. Batista. Amazing. I honestly didn't know what to expect with him, and then he came out of left field and... <laughs> Yeah, he's one a, of my favorite things about that film is Dave Bautista. He, he's a love. He's, he's, yeah. lo- he's a lo- he's a lovable. Yeah, lovable he takes everything man. literally, and he does that part of it so well. He does. He just that part of the character could really fall flat if because that humor is hard to deliver. Yeah. But it was good humor, though. He, yeah, he he, he pulled it off. He carried it. Deadpan. Yeah, well written script, visually great movie. Uh, anytime that John C. Riley gets a paycheck, I go home happy. Um, yeah, I, I have not a single legitimate complaint about this film. It's it's fantastic. Avengers. Let's do the first Avengers. Oh, so good. Yep. So good. Fantastic. I thought it was going to be like a clusterfuck of like heroes fighting for screen time, but mm-hmm. no, it blended really well. Yeah. Um, Firefly. And Josh Whedon is, he's a shit. 
He's the best with when it comes to ensemble casts yes, and he teams. Really is, and uh, it's not with him. It's not all about uh, you know. Well, we got, I got a Robert Downey Jr. I got to have him off front row and center. Don't get me wrong. He, he is. It. He, you know, he is. But like, I, I, I still fell in love with Mark Ruffalo as the Incredible Hulk. I did anyway. Yeah, no, you know? I, I love him as the Hulk. And you know, Reimer finally gets some screen time as Hawkeye. You know, did a great job. Is that his name? Renner. Renner. Renner yeah. Reimer, whatever. The Leafs aren't going to make the playoffs, so you just got to lose. You know, they're in last place. We just got to let that go. A boy uh, yeah. can dream. We traded. Yeah. So. Anyways, so um, he's he's gone. We trade him. This is not a hockey yeah. panel. This is a movies panel. Favorite scenes in the Avengers because we're never going to be able to cover this in a suitable fashion. We may have to come back and just do an Avengers panel one day. The widow when she's like tied up in the chair and she's getting the shit kicked uh, and out. And she of gets her. on the phone, and then she finally gets on the phone. <laughs> it's like I'm working here. What do you want? Yeah, and it's like we need you to come in now. Yeah, and then she goes in, and she goes after Banner. I love that, and I love how the fact that she's just, she's afraid of Banner. Mm-hmm. She like fully goes scared. Like he's as soon as he yells, mm-hmm. guns are all over him. Yeah, and he starts laughing. He's like, I already called because he, he he knew he knew yeah. he's just toying with her. She underestimated him him in general, like hugely mm-hmm. underestimated this man. Like, uh, he's he's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, he is the foremost authority on gamma technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. How, I did love how Tony was trying to like fucking bring the monster. Yeah, out of him. oh, so good, just like stabbing him with things, and <laughs> like hollering electric, at him, and like shit. electrocuting him. And oh, shit. so good. Um, my favorite scene was the Hulk Thor team yep. up. Yeah, and the slug in the arm, mm-hmm. and Hulk goes flying. Yeah, great shit. And those you two, mean Thor goes flying? Yeah. Yes, I meant so. Yeah. yeah, Thor goes flying. Yeah, and those two are going to be you know in Thor three together. Yep. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be good. Favorite scene from Avengers, Devin? Uh, I love that helicarrier. I love looking at it. That's I great. know it's completely infeasible, and, you know, I, I just... It could happen one day. Looks, yep. looks fucking sick. Donald Trump will make it happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Donald Trump will make it happen. It's mm-hmm. going to make America great again with heli- helicarriers. It's true. <laughs> helicarriers and more one-eyed generals. Oh, man. <laughs> How does he see? <laughs> How does he see all his screens? He turns. And you there. That guy's Pac-Man. playing Galaga. We all saw him. <laughs> he didn't think we did, but I did. <laughs> and sure enough, he's fucking playing. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite is probably uh, the, the scene where Tony goes back to uh, the tower, takes off his Iron Man costume, and has the heart-to-heart with Loki. Thrown out a fucking window, yeah. and the, yeah, exactly. And he's calling to the new suit. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's buying his time until it's ready to go. I love how pours he, himself a drink. I love how he figures it out that yeah. he's at the fucking tower. It's like think about it. Like Loki's like a um, sadistic. Like he's all about himself. He'd probably go to a place, but where also he, the energy source. It's it's a self contained energy source. Mm-hmm. That's why he goes there. But he just he figures out because of the name, the Stark Tower. He's like, yeah. son of a bitch. He's not even pissed. <laughs> he's not even pissed at the fact. He's more pissed at the fact that he's in his building. Yeah, like, I just built this fucking. Thing. The other great thing is the fight sequence between Loki and uh, Thor at the beginning, and Iron Man shows up and is like, "What is this? Shakespeare in the park?" <laughs> Does Mother knoweth you wear her that? drapes? Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. It's so like good. your brother just murdered like a whole bunch of people. He's adopted. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some great quips in this, and they yeah. again, it's witty. T- what I took away from number two, it took me out of it. This film, it's all for the most part, 
It's all in character stuff. Yeah. Then I can deal with it. I stay in the film. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you can see a lot of those, uh, a lot of that humor in Serenity. Yeah, yeah. You know? Serenity was like, what's the password? And he gets the gun. He's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he starts talking to the guy in the jail. <laughs> it's yeah. like if I shoot you there, it's fine. You're not. Yeah. And plus, it'll look cool. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I'm really excited to see what he does next. You know, mm-hmm. um, Joss, please, please, I'm begging you, bring back Buffy, please, <laughs> please, please. Spike and her didn't get a fair shake. Um, any final thoughts on the Avengers? First of its kind, I would say, like bringing like all these heroes into one movie. Mm-hmm. First of its, I gotta say, I would call it the first of its kind. Yep, especially in a live action setting. Yeah, yeah, and I totally thought the JLA would beat them, and it, they didn't. They never got that far. Yeah, they never. Made Marvel that laid far. down a plan. Once they knew they had a hit with Iron Man, they stuck to their plan. And, and it wasn't even that. It's just they. It was all yeah, like you said, it was a plan, but I don't think it could ever work with DC. To be honest, well, they're doing it in a really interesting way where they're going JLA first. I'm curious. Well, not first. But... I'm not fucking curious at all. Like Marvel. Did it right. Introduce you. Each character was introduced in their own way. But we talked about this before, like it, it, with mutant teenage mutant ninja turtles and the eighty nine Batman. You watch like fucking thirty minutes of the movie, and then you get the backstory. So there is something and, to that. And comic book fans uh, are are the kind of heroes that they are. Like think about how you experience these these comic books. You didn't start with like let me go back and find like Detective Comics one. You know, so I or something like that, just as an example, or like, um, let me go back and you know, you don't have a thousand dollars to spend on, or like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I understand spend. that, but so I mean, like, you know, like you do grow like to see how. Like, I'm not saying you learn that. after the fact, and I that's know. fine because sometimes it's just enough that it's like, hey, that big green guy's smashing shit on screen and it looks awesome, and then you and then you find out, okay, it's Bruce Banner, blah blah blah. blah. Like it's okay, and so it could have gone either way. They could have gone either way. Gone either way I, but I, I'm, I'm saying, not going to rule out just. This league being great. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna rule it out only because, like, with Marvel, you get one movie, you get to see what they're all about and their interactions and how these characters are portrayed. But, it, but it's getting to the point with with you know with JLA that these are these are characters are so Batman in '89 at that even at that time was so iconic. You didn't need an origin story to the third act, and it's five minutes. Yep. You know, I don't need. I do not need an origin story for fucking Superman. You might, I don't need, you might need one for Cyborg. You might need one. Cyborg, uh, Cyborg, that's, that's, that's fucking easy. Cyborg, that's fine. But Aquaman, maybe. You can do it during the movie. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like, I don't need, like, a huge, four, like, 35 to 40 minutes of building up Cyborg or building up Wonder Woman. Good She's Wonder we, Woman. I get it. Fucking Amazon. Fucking Princess. Google it. Okay. Let's, All right, anyways, yeah, we're off Any topic. final thoughts on Avengers? <laughs> Great. Loved it. Yep. Great film. Sam Jackson. Uh, everyone go for Shwarma. Shwarma. All right. Moving along. Age of Ultron. Oh, we're here. Oh, God. We're finally here, gentlemen. <laughs> I found Ultron very kind of meh. There's some things about it that I really liked. Um, yeah. yeah, it kind of fell flat at one point. It's like, fuck, man. You guys are doing the same bullshit again and again. Yeah, I could literally see... Um, I see it as a good jo- setup film. Josh Whedon's fight with marvel almost on that on and, screen yeah yeah the funny thing we all know the story about how marvel's like we don't have the money for loki uh so we got idris elba and then loki. joss made a call to loki or like to uh tom hiddleston and uh said hey man can you come out and do this he said yeah sure no problem 
<laughs> but they're like, well, we already we already have Idris Elba, so just just do that, mm-hmm. which is fine. I love Idris, so perfect. Uh, this film, I uh, I understand what you're saying, East, but for me, and and I I remember a lot of people, you know, praising Spader for his vocal delivery. It, that could have been anybody. To Agreed. Me. But. And I also like what they kind of did because they haven't ruled out a version of Ultron coming later with Hank Pym because obviously, you know, you can still do that. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, he he kind of cues Tony to uh, remake him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, um, um, yeah, like my two arguments with this film always that for me – no matter what else goes on the in on the film, uh, the two moments that make this film a good film for me mm-hmm. is um, Hawkeye is actually fucking good. Yeah. Yep, and actually I give a shit about him. I, already know where I think I know where you're going with part two here. And the vision, Paul Bettany. Yeah, man, phenomenal, fucking phenomenal. Uh, hands down, I will agree with you. And on he that. finally gets his due, even when he was just the voice as Jarvis. Oh, amazing! He was great. Yeah, yeah. but to see him on the screen and. As it wasn't vision. even CGI. That's him. Yeah. That's all makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like 11, incredible. 11 or 12 hours mm-hmm. or something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it was incredible. The fact that these guys are fighting over bringing the vision to life. And then Thor just shows up and like, nope, you guys are all wrong. I'm a god. Boom. And the vision comes out. Yeah, man. Grabs the hammer. Yeah. And and like he's worthy. I love that. Mm-hmm. It, there's there's a lot of great stuff in the film when they're rebuilding uh, that the doctor is that that goes on to like make the suit that becomes Vision or the body that becomes Vision that you know Ultron was intending for himself, um, and and she's she, but she's fixing up uh, Hawkeye, and and they invite her to the party and she's like you know I I've work or some of us have work to do, and then she stops and goes will Thor be there. Like that's a great moment, uh-huh. you know. Um, like and again, things. that kind of—that's the kind of humor I don't mind because it doesn't take me out of the film. Because in all seriousness, if I was a woman and some literal fucking god that you know that was like ripped as fuck and so forth, uh, and and was was fairly good guy, like saved the world and so on, I'd probably want—I'd be interested in learning a little more about it. I'm pretty sure we'd all, <laughs> we all—we can all agree that. We could, anybody would take a run at Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's take a little break, and we're going to come back to our uh, crazy tournament idea. Uh, or I guess I should ask just real quick, does anyone have any final thoughts on Ultron, or are we happy with We're happy with it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to knock down all the films that preceded um, the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the winner is going to go up against next week's winner of a similar tournament, uh, which will be, uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll go head to head in at the end of that episode. So uh, let's take a little break here and come right back. Cool. Hey, everyone. So just a quick reminder that this Sunday we have another episode coming. So you're getting two episodes of Mermel this week. Um, it is our talk on the kind of state of affairs of the DC film universe. In addition, there will be the second part of the tournament that you're about to hear. Now, make sure you message us this week and tell us, would you rank these films the same way? I'm not going to lie to you. There's some surprises in this tournament, so I hope I hope you enjoy it. It's, it's pretty fun. We're going to definitely do something like it again. All right, so we're back, and uh, let's get to it, boys. 
Everything pre-2008, minus we're taking off Howard the Duck, and obviously that also eliminates the Ghost Rider sequel. I don't think, can we all concur that those two are probably not making it to the end of this? uh... Absolutely. No. Okay. So again, just to explain what we're going to do real quick, we're going to go through uh, oldest and newest and work our way to the center uh, of all the films that that aren't part of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but are Marvel films. Um, and, you know, Reign 1 Supreme is the best Marvel adaptation pre-2008. Um, and then we're going to do the same thing with DC in the next episode. And we're going to uh, uh, put them head to head. The, the two winners and actually have an in-depth discussion right now you guys are just picking one you can say a little something if you like if you don't and just you know i like this movie fuck the other one i don't yeah okay let's have some fun with it got it cool okay so first up 1989's punisher dolph lundgren mm-hmm. in all his glory versus oh punisher war zone <laughs> oh 89 89 uh, I'm gonna go Warzone. Warzone. Oh, Devin. Heartbreak. Uh funny enough, haven't seen either. But, uh, <laughs> Warzone. <laughs> oh man, and I can't vote because that will that'll even it out. I would have gone 89, but I'm not in the voting for this. So, fuck. Warzone goes through. It. It's a it's a Punisher Max on screen. I don't agree, but whatever it goes oh, no. through. I have seen that one. I have seen that is the one that I have seen, and and yeah, I did like it. So. You you're on eighty nine? No, 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 Warzone. Warzone. Okay, mm-hmm. uh. sticking with sticking with Warzone. Okay, uh, next up we have the nineteen ninety Captain America mm-hmm. in all of its fucking glory <laughs> against Fantastic Four two thousand two or two thousand seven's Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. These are two just gems. Fuck. I'll go cap. You're going to go cap? Yeah, because the Red Skull is the cheese. Yeah. No, that, Red that, the Red good. Skull look fucking wicked. Yeah, pretty good. Considering that Galactus was just a giant fucking cloud in space. Yeah, that was a big problem for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Nick. Really? Oh, for sure. Okay. How do you not? Okay. It's unanimous. Sweet. Yeah. Black gas. American Dead. Yugoslavia. A thunderstorm in space. What the fuck, right? <laughs> no, it's like, is the USS Enterprise going to show up and fucking take it out? <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Our third pairing, 1994's Fantastic Four, is up against the first Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. First Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. Yeah. Oh, Ghost yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Fantastic okay. Four getting Ava no Mendez. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Nicholas Cage. What up? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh I'll I'll I wasn't expecting that, but you're going through Ghost Rider. Okay. Fantastic Four is out. All right. 1998's Blade versus Electra. Oh, 2005. Fuck. That's hard. Is it? I'm going to go with Electra. Really? Only because the organization that she was fighting, which was the Hand. Yeah. And I really wanted to see more of the Hand. Okay. I really wanted them to like do a spin-off with this this organization because it's like another fucking organization. It's another evil organization that never got its due and it's a good storyline to them. I respect that. East? Um what was the what was the Blade first? or mm-hmm. Electra? I'm going to go with Blade because I see my Hand every night. 
I concur, but again, my vote my my vote doesn't count. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm really fucking you here. Oh, it's uh, okay. I know. Blade. I knew I was gonna get Blade. fucked on this one, anyways. <laughs> Blade. Definitely. Blade gets through, and Electra, you're gone. Okay. Um, where are we here? Match number six is uh is Daredevil versus where the hell are we? Oh, Thomas Jane's The Punisher. <laughs> 2004. Oh, fuck. Thomas Jane for the win. I don't give a fuck. Greatest Punisher, in my opinion. Even with John Travolta as a bad guy. Take, still good. Taking the whole budget? Yeah, fuck it. Kevin Nash is the Russian. I'm going to go with the Punisher. 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 Okay, Thomas Jane's the Punisher goes through. I think I fucked this up. So uh, I've got to come up with a last pairing for Blade 2. So Blade Two is uh, so Daredevil's out, and I uh, let's put Blade Two up against. <laughs> let's put Blade Two up against Blade Trinity. Blade Two. Blade Two. Blade Two. Okay, Blade Trinity is out. Ron Perlman, Chris Christopherson. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a pretty good movie actually. Like I like that movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. You have yeah, Del, Del Toro directing. Yeah, can but... he do any wrong? He can't. No, he no, can't. but you can't. got Triple H as the bad guy from wrestling. Fuck off. And Trinity. Yeah. I know, and that was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. He's a. He's not good. No, he's not good. Okay, so what's left here? Uh, okay, Punisher Warzone, Captain America, 1990, Captain America. This is round two. We're into the quarterfinals here. So 90 Captain America versus Punisher Warzone. 90 Captain America. Punisher Warzone. Warzone. Warzone goes through. Motherfucker. Warzone's through into the third round. And Cap, you're out. Sorry, I love you. I love your little I'm sick. Get out of the car trick, but you're gone. (laughs) Okay, so next oldest that's still on the board is uh, 98's Blade. And we're going to put that up against... Oh, sorry. Silver Surfer's out, so I almost fucked that up. Uh, we're going to put that up against Ghost Rider. Blade. 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 Okay, Ghost Rider, you're out. Uh, so, Blade 2 versus the Punisher. Punisher. Uh, Thomas Jane. Punisher. Punisher. Blade 2's gone. Aw. Oh, did you... Well, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where are we where are we here? What's left? Blade Trinity. No, Blade. No, we did Blade Two. Fuck. Uh, I feel like I just skipped one. Fan Four Stick is out. <laughs> um, what are we? So what do we got left here? We have, um, we have Blade left. We have the Punisher left. We have, uh, fucking Punisher Warzone. How did we end up with only three? Where did it happen to Ghost Rider? Oh, and Ghost Rider's still in it, right? Yeah. Okay. So next matchup is, uh, I guess then it's uh, Blade versus Punisher Warzone. Blade. Uh, Blade. Yeah, Blade. Blade. Okay. Uh, And then the remaining match, of course, is then uh, Thomas Jane's Punisher and Ghost Rider. Punisher. Punisher? Punisher. Okay. So final, final decision here, gentlemen. The best film to precede the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is it 1998's Blade or 2004's Punisher? Travolta and Jane. 
The Punisher. You're going Punisher? I have to go The Punisher. Oh, I wish I had a vote in this so much. Blade. Oh, fuck you. I'm on, I'm on his side, but I don't have a vote. Just for a little play-by-play here, East is pulling out a coin. I'm going to give it a little coin flip on that. I'm going to have to go Punisher. Oh. Yes! All right. So 2004, we've decided 2004's Punisher is the best film to precede the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. All right. So this film is going to go in, in our DC episode. This film is going to go at the right at the end of the episode. We're going to go head to head with the film that we pick out as the best film out of all the, the, the DC films that kind of uh, that precede the Dark Knight and Batman Begins. We're taking that out of uh, uh, that was out of contention. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, I would just win. All right. All right. Cool. Um, remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you. So please uh, go to our website. Yell at us there. Reach out to us on Twitter. You guys want to offer up your Twitters? Uh, yeah. I'm at gingers underscore revenge. I'm at Ant East. I'm at uh, YR underscore homeboy. Right on. I'm at not Brandon Fleet. And you can also visit uh, our uh, Movies from My Life Twitter, which is uh, at Merle Podcast, M-R-L, M-R-M-L Podcast. Um, if you're watching a clip on YouTube right now or listening to the, the audio version on, on YouTube, uh, please remember to, uh, on your podcatcher of choice, subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to us rant for hours about all kinds of movie and geekery and whatnot subject matter um we're on itunes stitcher radio soundcloud we're on TuneIn. uh we're everywhere you can think of uh so whatever your favorite uh pod catching device is get us on it get your get our newest episode on your cell phone your whatever you're listening to podcasts on we're available there uh if you're listening to the podcast thank you and uh, you can check out clips from every episode on youtube um we just uh, are doing a uh, a big overall of all the back catalog so you're going to see a whole bunch of content from from shows you've already heard uh going up uh so it's definitely definitely go over and subscribe there um all right thanks for hanging out with us That back in uh, the nineties, <laughs> that Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Comics. Oh yeah, because he wanted to buy it so that he could make a live-action uh, Spider-Man movie, and he could play Spider-Man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Have you heard this? I've never heard this. Oh yeah. Oh. He tried to do that. That was in around the same time uh, because that that deal didn't go down, and it was around the same time um, when. Uh, Dimensions was considering Michael Jackson to play the crow. Yep. What? Yeah, they're gonna make the crow a musical with Michael Jackson. Yeah. As, uh, Yeesh. Yeah, that was before it got into Alex Preuss's hands. Yeah, and Brandon and, and Brandon brought on Lee's. Brandon Lee. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, and then the crow can never be the crow without Brandon Lee.
Yeah, and they're gonna remake the fucking thing. Well, or it's been how many? It's years, been so? it's it got shelved hard after the Nick Cave script. Yeah. Because they wanted to, um, well, they wanted to shoot it like a like a Blair Witch sort of thing. Found footage. Yeah, it was, fa- was going to be a found footage movie. Uh, oh. Yeah. Of course, we shot the whole thing. And it just fucking. It's perfect like it is. Just fucking leave it. Still looks like it was made last week.